All right, we're recording. Welcome to Cans. I'm your host, Robbie, and uh, joining me today is Danny. That's me. Raymond. Ah! <laughs> and Big Wit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is our first episode. How's everyone feeling? Feeling um, all right. I'm nice. feeling pretty good. I mean, I had a good breakfast, but, you know. It's right not now. all about you, Danny. <laughs> Fine, dude. And, you know, um... If you know us personally, you just stumbled upon us online, or I mean, someone told you about it. We we appreciate you listening to Cans. We appreciate it. And uh, if you know us personally, the four of us plus um, plus Johnny, Johnny, <laughs> uh, we're formerly the works. Keyword formerly. Keyword formerly. <laughs> yes, we are a local cover band. Were you could thank Winter for that. <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> hey, you're lucky this mic's blocking me from hitting you, Raymond. <laughs> All right, so before before we get into a fight here, um, I'm gonna go ahead and explain uh, the overall idea of cans. So it's kind of a pet project of mine, uh, just to get along or get together with some friends and just kind of talk about uh, a lot of different stuff, mostly music. The main topic of cans is music, and uh, each episode we're gonna bring on a different musical guest. Uh, today, our guest is going to be Papa Wink, which he's like a legend within our friend group. He's the founder of the works. <laughs> Isn't he your out. grandpa or something, Robbie? Yeah, <laughs> it's my grandpa. We bring on a musical guest. We do a little interviewing, talk to them about music, what made them play music. And then we do a little discussion at the end of his little jam session. So today, on this episode, you're going to hear my grandpa play a little bit of guitar. And have you have you heard him play? Yeah. A few times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he can shred, though. Yeah, I usually hear him when, he, when he's high. <laughs> when he wakes up at 4 a.m. in the morning <laughs> and, and plays guitar. All right, so, and that's the general idea. Now, these three are not always going to be on here. Um, besides myself and the guests, there's going to be three, I guess we'll call them, like, crew members. Uh, it's my friends who are musicians. We'll kind of switch them out. It's kind of like having studio musicians. So when we jam at the end, um, they're able to play their instruments with us. And But these guys will come back on. They're regulars around here. So you'll get to know them a little better. So I'm going to bring it back into the works. I know it's a sensitive topic. I'm very sorry. <clears throat> Me and Danny you, cry already. Are you crying, Danny? No, I'm good. I'm good. So for a little bit of context here. Uh, the Works was our band that we put together. Um, I played bass. Ray was vocalist. Danny played saxophone. Winter was percussionist. Uh, and we, uh, we had one more guy who was Johnny, and he plays a keyboard. I was actually the lead drummer. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> 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 and it actually kind of stemmed... Um, it was Spring Fest, wasn't it? It was us three? No, nah, it started at Chalks Festival. I know, but like the idea... Remember, oh, we over were, the summer. We were at Springfest, which is um. Oh no, no, oh, no it you're was right. Mm-hmm. You're right. No, because then we played we played the award ceremony. Oh no! You know what? I know exactly what happened. It was Springfest. Okay, no, 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 no. Okay, so it all started. Of course, you said the award ceremony. Yeah. Uh, my teacher, uh, my teacher asked if I can, you know, just get my sax and just you know play along for a bit, and then that's when I asked Winter over here. I was like, hey. 
uh, my teacher invited me to play over at this ceremony. So do you, do you want to just go, you and I, you know, mm. just drums and we'll have sex. Mm. And then winter we'll over sex. here. <laughs> <laughs> I denied right. his advancements. <laughs> winter over here. He brought up the idea. He's like, hey, I know two other guys over here. You know, one plays bass, one plays keyboard. Let's get them. I'm like, all right, you know what? That sounds cool, you know? So then I went over and asked my teacher, you know, she said, like, she doesn't care as long as there's music. Then that's when we formed it right there. And then um, that's, I was at the award ceremony, and I was watching them play, and I thought, maybe these guys <laughs> You weren't a, even there. Maybe, maybe <laughs> these guys need a world star singer, He you was know? like, and I know I'll fix these guys up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I honestly don't remember it that way. I'll, I'll say how I remember it, and you guys can tell me if it, like, jogged your memory. But I remember it was us three, and then, like, Tylan, I think Nathan. Andrew Lazos. And maybe, maybe Lazos. No. We were at Spring Fest, and I was like, hey, can we go to my grandpa's? I need to get my jacket. So we walked from the park to my grandpa's house, which is literally a block away. And I grabbed my jacket, which was in the studio, which we're in the studio right now. And I was like, you guys saw it. And I was like, this, you know, this is where we play music. It's a studio. It's cool. And we're walking back. And there, there was a yard sale, so we lost the other three. It was just us three. And you were like, hey, it'd be really cool if we had a band. I think it was Danny said this. You know, you play sax. Everyone knew that. You play drums. You said that. And I was learning to play guitar. So I was like, hey, I can pick up the bass guitar. It's, I think it's really cool. I mm-hmm. can pick up bass guitar. And, and then I said that Johnny plays keyboard and that we could bring him on because I knew he was a classical pianist. I mean pianist. <laughs> well... That's how I remember it. Oh, no, I was referring to the pianist part. <laughs> I was going to say it could go either way, but carry on. Johnny's secretly homo. can't believe we have all these backstories. Well, we, don't, see, we don't even know the exact and then, oh, Ray, Hold on, hold on. Ray, 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 Raymond, you can't come in let yet. Me share, come let me share how I... Oh, let me share how oh. I joined this band. It was, it was just after Chalk Festival, and um, that's when the guys made the Instagram... And yeah. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like, I want to be your guys' roadie, you know? And they were like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, and it was a few weeks after that I came one to, to one of the rehearsals because I was going to hang out with Robbie. And he's like, yeah, just come over. We're rehearsing right now, but we can just do something after. And um, they were playing a song. And I, like, and I think I was like, oh, I know that song or something. And then I just started singing it. And Rob, Robbie was like, hey, wait a minute. Can, can, you, can you sing that while we play along with it? I was like, oh, yeah, sure, you know? And... He's like, whoa, that was actually pretty good. And I, th- I think we played like 10 different karaoke tracks for you to sing to. Yeah. yeah. I remember, didn't we play Sugar for you? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, can we not say that because that's copyrighted? Can we yeah, just not I play can. the music? You can't play the music. <laughs> you can say the word. Oh, okay. But yeah. Um, and then they were like, wait, do you like want to sing with us? <laughs> and I was like, Yeah. I, it was the sure. worst decision of our well, lives. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, okay. We had now to bring the high saying. council here. We had to take Raymond <laughs> we, out of the we studio. Shut, we shut him outside the studio. We went, you guys want this guy? We were like, yeah. Let's pick him up, right? There's no, like, personal dispute between us. The reason we end, we kind of quit the band is because we all have our own uh, schedules going on. Um, you guys, all three of you are graduated. You two are in college. Hmm. Danny here is a working adult. Hmm. <laughs> But that's that's kind of what happened. But I wanted to talk about it a little bit, kind of as an insight to being in a band. Because besides us, while we were in school, besides us, I don't think there was anyone else at our school 
who is in like their own legitimate band. I know there's a few at the um, at the school up on the hill, but we're not going to mention that school because nobody likes the school. I like them, but <laughs> but I don't think there was anybody else at our school that was literally in a band. Mm-mm. So, how was the experience overall? Like, you want to put some do some input? Well, as you can see, I had nothing better to do, so I'm like, hey, you know what? You know, let me get a group of guys. You know, it's been a while since you know. I've played with actual musicians. I'm not trying to throw shade out there, but you know, hey, <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, that, that was a, it was a good experience over there. The marching band, you know, no shade on them, but you know, like actually sitting with a group of friends. You know, we have our own talents. You know, merging them together and like performing out there. You know, hey, something I like to do. Something you guys would like to do. I thought it was cool. Well, overall, um, I mean, it was really enjoyable. Like, super glad I did it. Uh, but it was also really frustrating having to like keep everyone on track like it was so difficult yeah winter was our rehearsal director as you know as the drummer he's the guy that counts you in to start the music so he was always in charge (laughs) he always yelled at us (laughs) well mostly i was yelling at um mostly yelling at johnny because when we started Johnny. johnny was like he was more immature than he is now yeah and so uh i i usually don't yell but like, if you look at my history, like, all the times I've yelled at someone, a majority of that is going to be at Johnny. <laughs> but then Raymond came, <laughs> and then I kind of forgot about Johnny, and then uh, most of my yelling went toward Raymond. And so, eventually, I just kind of got, like, worn out from, like, trying to organize things and keep everything on schedule, so mm-hmm. I just kind of, you know, set back. Okay, well, here's my view i mean i'll spit it out raymond spit it out um yeah well there's actually a lot to say about this because this is like the first actual band that i've been in and probably the only band i'll ever be in and (laughs) i mean um, i gotta say i i honestly feel like some of some of the reason i i'm personally i wasn't that committed uh because obviously i wouldn't show up to uh, <laughs> there i will admit there were times where i was not able to show up to rehearsal and i would not notify them until like i don't know like 10 minutes before rehearsal or there would be times where i wouldn't be able to show up and i wouldn't say anything until like the night before and three quarters of the time i was late <laughs> but i mean overall it was it was kind of like an ex- not an experiment, but I got closer to everyone. Like, I've never really talked to Winter or Danny until once we started the band. I started getting to know them. And uh, I got to say, it was a really cool opportunity, especially at uh, Spring Fest. It was, it, it was just a great feeling. And, you know, if I could go back and redo some things, then obviously I would. But I got to say, overall, it was... It was really cool, and oh, yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I so. don't. <laughs> <laughs> I I think the overall message is you only get out as much effort you put into it. Because mm-hmm. I mean, if you, um, typically we would meet basically once a weekend or once every other weekend. We're like, hey, what are you guys doing Saturday? Let's go meet and let's just jam in our prime. Right. Um. We we have a whiteboard inside the studio, and we had all our songs listed. And we would just say, okay, let's play this one, and let's play this one, and let's play this one. And then we'd be like, okay, let's listen. We'd, we'd kind of be like, okay, we're done playing. Let's listen to some stuff on the computer. 
and then we'd be like, oh, I really like this song. Let's try to play this song. And it was kind of just a collaborative effort to come up with new songs. But when we started, we were uh, set to do Spring Fest, and we met almost every day that week. Mm. And we actually dedicated ourselves, you know, to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think we got a very good response when we played Spring Fest. Yeah. I think that was a good yeah. show for us. And then summer came, and we kind of put it on the back burners that we're like, okay, we can meet if if we can. And yeah. we did not meet for about four months. Well, because we never could. <laughs> right. And that's that's kind of what happened. That's why we broke up. Yeah, you know, we all have wives and families. <laughs> wives, families. Danny's working married. That, working that third shift, you know. You got to keep the family. But if, if you're you yourself, if you are a musician, and obviously you probably know other people who play, because um, I think musicians tend to hang around with each other. People who yeah. play music hang yeah. out with each other. Um, definitely try to get together and make a band. I think it's definitely a worthwhile experience. Mm-hmm. It's not something that everybody in life can say I was in a band. Um, my grandpa, who we'll talk to later, he was a musician. He worked as a musician uh, part-time. Every night he would come home from his day job and he'd go out at 9 a.m. Or not, I'm sorry, 9 <laughs> 9 p.m. until like 2 in the morning playing music at bars and clubs. And he can tell you he's been with like probably 30 different bands. He'd sit in with some. Some they were just duos. Some were triplets. Some were five-piece bands. And he has amazing stories that he tells about all these different bands and musicians that he works with. And it's not something that you can hear from a lot of people. And that's why it's so interesting to me. And I'm sure it's interesting for you guys to hear as well. Oh, yes. Wink loves his stories. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll hear from him later. Even when we're just messing around in the studio, hanging out with you guys as a band, and we'd go get sushi afterwards, or we'd go play board games, it was a great experience. Mm-hmm. I, I want to thank you guys, personally. You're welcome. Let's get a little heartwarming <laughs> in here, man. I know. I was at work the other it's... day, and um, I was listening to my playlist, and um, what's it called? Rick... Rick James, give it to me, baby. Give it to me, baby. Came on, and I was like, "Holy shit!" We used to play this song, and we played it really hot, and I miss it now. I you better put a dollar I, in the swear jar for that. <laughs> I'll have to admit, dude. There's every single sax song that we did. Like every time I hear Kayla's whisper, all I hear is Danny. I swear to God, dude. I'm like, there's like songs that I'm just like, just the two of us, especially. I'm like, damn, Danny really, Danny really did, did a number on that song. He did good you know yeah and raymond and i we work together uh for the parks department and uh <laughs> these last two weeks we've been working at the pool and uh, i brought yeah. my speaker and so uh when we were uh cleaning the water slides he was uh playing like a lot of songs from our set list so you know it's just it's nice to reminisce back on it you know yeah remember how fun it was but for like people who are like you know thinking about being in a band i think it's really important to establish ahead of time if you want this to be like something you make money from or something you just do to like hang out with your friends because uh-huh. for me personally the times i enjoyed most of the band was when we were just like you know playing for fun and you know and goofing around then we went and, you know did something else like played board games or whatever mm-hmm. and then eventually we had enough stuff to do performance so you just kind of have to have in mind like what you want to do with it yeah um when we played Spring Fest, we made $50 a head, um, which is, we played two hours, so technically it was $25 an hour, uh, but we had a little bit of setup time on each end, which it's pretty high paying compared to like a normal job, mm-hmm. but you have to consider 
when you're a musician, you have to rehearse about five times to what you're actually going to play, you know? So we would come, if we came one weekend and we rehearsed for four hours each day, and then we did a one hour performance, mm. that's basically it. You have to put the effort in. So uh, my grandpa used to say he to get to a certain point where he's playing as a musician and he'd have so many gigs that he was, he called it paid rehearsal where he was, you know, rehearsing his songs, playing so often that he didn't have to have rehearsal anymore. And that was a cool thing. Mm. But um, going back to what you said about <laughs> um, organizing our yeah. schedules and staying on topic, um, you have to make sure you're compatible with the people you're in a band with. It's not easy to kind of put out an ad, be like, hey, we need a drummer for this band and go solely off his skill because he could be a total dickhead. You need to... That's $2 in the swear jar. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, hey, but that's part of the human anatomy, man. How's that swear jar? Dude, that, that's on your body. Okay, good point. Um, I'll start moving on uh, later, but being in a band, you're a team. It's literally a team. You think of it like um, a sports team. There's some guys you don't like on a sports team, but maybe on a smaller team. Like, I'll, I'll say personally, water polo. Mm. You get real close with those guys. There's only a handful of them, you know. And you have to work together to work towards a goal, which is to win a game. So when you're on a you're in a band, you have to work together to make it towards a goal, which is to perform on stage. Exactly. And you have to practice for a sports team, and you have to rehearse for a band. You're as strong as your weakest player, man. Yeah. We're all looking at Raymond for those of you because <laughs> I can't see it over the podcast. Be nice, be nice. Because I mean, Danny can go up and he can kick ass on his saxophone as much as he wants but if i'm struggling to play by baseline or johnny was struggling to play his rhythm part it doesn't make it look good as a whole band mm. no that just reminded me of um when we were doing the um spring fest we had uh, our list of songs in front of us and we we're going in that order oh yes but like halfway through we uh, two of the songs were uh, "Sugar" by Maroon Five and "Use Me" by <laughs> Bill Withers. Completely different. Yeah, they're really different songs, and so uh, I counted us in and started playing the drum beat for one song, but Johnny came in and started playing the keyboard part for another song, and that was just like um, like a big freakout moment. Pretty embarrassing. Uh, I thought you got the song wrong. No, no I'm no, not. No, I'm not was... saying I don't know who got the song. It was wrong. Johnny. Not, it was Johnny. Oh, it was. Okay. It was well, we're not here to point fingers. We're t we're talking crap about him behind his back. He's not Love here to John. defend himself. Yeah, we only have limited mics. He'll, he'll be going. on. He'll be on at some point. He's a real. He's a real character. You'll he'll hear he'll be laughing the whole time. Yeah, just make sure you guys like use a big enough font when you make your set lists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a pro tip from Winter. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any other tips for a beginning band? Commitment. That's <clears throat> personally that's one thing I struggle with and if you want to be a band and be part of a band then the top thing is your commitment and how much you want to be there and how much you need to be there as well which that really matters for not just 
you, but for every member of your band. So yeah, commitment and uh, I I would say discipline. Yeah. You know, you have to practice on your own. You know, you can't be expecting yeah. others to wait on you in rehearsal. So you got to know your stuff. Even if, it, even if it's just like 10 minutes a day, you know, you just got to be disciplined, you know. Yeah. When you got to practice, you got to practice, man. Practice and rehearsals, two different things, man. And don't do it to get a girlfriend because that didn't work for any of us. <laughs> they work for daddy. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? Danny, you claimed you had a girlfriend for six months. Oh, yeah, and you're you right. you just made her up. Yeah, you're right. Oh. Hey, that's still going on. Man. We what still are you haven't about? met Wendy. For all the single fellas out there, it's just it's because she's always working. One piece of advice. How are you oh. going to give advice? Do not write a song <laughs> for a girl. <laughs> From personal experience, never write a song about a girl unless you know that she's unless you're married to her. Unless you're married to her, that's my piece of advice. I'll tell you that right now. I wrote a song for someone and things did not go well. Obviously, she left me, so that's that's a whole different story. Uh, we didn't, anyway, I didn't even know about hey. it. What are you talking about? Well, we're not going to talk about it on the podcast. No, not, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I, I know, but like, I we'll do we'll do that. We'll do that for our Valentine's Day podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think on that note, we're going to go ahead and move on. Now. We're going to start bringing in Wink. All right. Today's musical guest, uh, which is kind of ironic because this is his studio and his equipment we're recording on. Uh, but anyways. He's a self-described retired bum musician from the 60s. He's been playing guitar for 58 years, and uh, pastimes include playing Mega Super Baseball on PlayStation 4 and smoking a doobie. Uh, <laughs> my own grandpa, Papa Wink. Yeah. Whoa, hey, here I am. <laughs> there you How are. you doing, Papa? I'm doing pretty wonderful. I'm well, as they say. Yeah, they do say that. I'm well. <laughs> doing well. Doing better than most, huh, Wink? Better than most. Yep. That was a song. Um, so why don't we go ahead and explain uh, why the show is called Cans. Cans. Because everybody puts a set of cans on their head. And <laughs> what are cans? Cans are earphones, headphones. Headphones. They can be actually in today's world earbuds or whatever, except that cans usually go over, over your ears. <laughs> So, you you kind of have your own language that you use. <laughs> I mean, you guys can attest to this, huh? Yeah. You said some weird stuff. No way. Yeah. I want you to explain what mental masturbation is. Mental masturbation. Uh, <laughs> that's that's a pastime that one uh, indulges in when they're merely occupying their mind. Uh I think of playing with a PlayStation or playing with your phone, uh, looking things up constantly on Facebook or Instagram or (laughs) something like that. That, to me, is a form. It may be called the social, you know, but I think it's more mental masturbation myself when especially... (laughs) If you're just if you're just kind of looking at stuff, if you're not communicating with someone, you you're just kind of wasting your mind on it. I think there's no That's point. No point. Really? Yeah. Did they send you a message directly? No, not necessarily. So, <laughs> why, why communicate with them? Or why look at it? I mean, yeah, yeah. That's, that's actually a right, good point. So, um, yeah. 
So you're old. Way. <laughs> Way. You've been around I'm, a long I, time. I've, I've, been, I've actually been part of eight decades. Uh, eight decades. I know that sounds old yeah. because I'm only 70. Oh, yeah. You're not 69 anymore. I'm not 69 uh, anymore. Uh, I am no longer a 69er. <laughs> uh, now, now I'm officially 70. Back in your youth. The old days. A long time ago. Okay. What, what, do, we, what do we call that? Um, what, what, how do we refer to that as? Uh, um, the Great Depression? <laughs> no, I didn't. Look, I, I we're going way back. That not, was Papa Eckert. That was my, my dad and Papa Eckert. Yeah. That was the generation prior to me. They were depressed greatly. Uh, you know, my generation is more... Um, spacely uh, minded oh yeah yeah we we tend to uh, avoid depression the generation uh, lost in space thank you yeah i think we fly well <laughs> i think we do well how'd you get into music uh my and? dad my dad played when i was young uh and there were always instruments around first thing i played was drums i was probably five years old when i started playing on the drums and yeah, you know, then I took guitar lessons for about mm, two weeks uh, when I was eight, and I told my mom, "No, I, that I don't want to do that. Not, I don't want to stay in the house and do that. I want to go play." And so I just didn't play guitar. You know, they said you have to, you have to play. You have to do the exercises. I don't want to do that stuff. <laughs> okay, so I didn't take guitar lessons. Then we got an organ. A Hammond, oh, right? Uh, little Hammond organ, yeah. And it was like, oh yeah, this is cool. And I started just playing. My mom played it like a typewriter. Yeah. Very mechanical. She had no, what we would refer to as natural rhythm. Um, I'm pretty sure she couldn't clap her hands to, to a beat, but she danced well. So I'm not sure, uh, you know, because usually if you dance well, you do have some rhythm. But she certainly couldn't play. It was horrible. <laughs> horrible. You take the music away and she was dead. And I've always been quite the contrary. Put music in front of me and it's like, huh? What's that for? <laughs> <laughs> That's like, what? It's, and also, it's your philosophy that Nobody writes music. You say it comes to you. I say you receive it. I say it's in the air. And if you're open-minded enough to let it in, you will hear it and, and, and it'll run through your head. And so you actually received it. You didn't think of it. You actually kind of received it from out there. Uh, and I take that philosophy because I feel it's happened to me many times where I'll hear a whole song. I mean, the whole arrangement and different harmonies and all this stuff going on. And then it's gone <laughs> because I didn't... It just pops in your head. Yes, and I didn't record it somehow. I didn't save it somehow. Robo Toad, you press the record <laughs> It, well, it was before I was uh, had equipment right. like that. 
And that was always been part of my motivation to always have the stuff around so that whomever were or is in the area can take advantage of that because to me that's how the creativity thing happens. Uh, you'll just kind of catch it and everybody will get in the same groove. They'll have the same thing going on and it becomes a piece. Yeah. And that's that's how it goes. Yeah. You know, uh, I think the best things are written by groups of people, uh, collaboration, because what one guy does, another guy hears something against, and then things grow, and it becomes kind of a, a sound, mm -hmm. and that, that to me is how it works. Mm -hmm. Doesn't, not too hard, because uh, I don't think parts are supposed to be real hard. No just different from each other <laughs> yeah all right um you want to tell us what music or what instruments you play and what instruments you don't play okay okay i i play percussive instruments for the most part and that i like to play the drums i like to play the keyboard which is a percussion instrument technically you hit it all right anything you hit yeah yeah you hit the strings on a guitar or on, or on the ukulele or on the banjo thing or on uh, the mandolin even, okay? Anything that has strings, I'm pretty good on. Mm -hmm. And if, because anything with keys are all the same, I'm pretty good on those too. I can hang okay. But if you have to put it in your mouth and blow on it, I don't play it. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't do that. Is there is there a specific reason behind that? Yeah, yeah, I um, I lost my two front teeth as a teenager, and it made it very hard putting anything that you would blow on up to your mouth and working because the two front teeth on the top would move, and it made it very hard. And I just kind of said, hmm, that's cool. Okay. It never became a problem until it started bouncing off the microphone as I became an adult and started singing more. Mm -hmm. I'd find that this little flipper plate would fly out of my mouth and smack into the microphone. <laughs> and I could catch it, usually, you know, and that was okay. So but your teeth have fallen out on stage? Never fell out. More of a projectile. <laughs> you <laughs> shot him at them? I shot, no, I shot it at the microphone. Uh, and it would bounce off the mic, and I'd catch it. You know, uh, it's just a little, little interruption in what you're doing. Minor thing to deal with. Like one of my favorite stories, when a woman fell and landed on my Wawa, that made me very unhappy. <laughs> so I lifted her off the Wawa with my foot, as I kicked her in the ass, she flew up in the air. It was good. Did she, So how'd she get on stage? Well, the stage is, you know, like right here, okay? Just this tall, you know, we're in a bar. And mm -hmm. uh, she was drunk and fell and landed on my Wawa. 
and don't like people messing with my Wawa. That's it. <laughs> you don't mess with my Wawa. And, and for context, this is not his water. This is a contraption that makes the guitar make noises. A crybaby, a Wawa. Yeah. Uh, it has many names. Uh, it goes way back into the 60s because that's kind of where I go. <laughs> yeah. I actually go back into the 40s, but we only count me back into the 60s. Yeah. All right. That's how I get it decades. Uh, I was in the 40s. <laughs> A few more questions. Thank you. <laughs> so, real quick, your favorite genre, artist, and song. Oh, wow. Just right Ooh. now. Just off the top of your head. That is hard. <clears throat> I'm excited to hear about this one. Yeah, yeah, me too. I don't have a favorite artist. Can you name like a few general artists that you quite like? Well, Steely Dan. Let's okay. So yes. Kind of a, a jazz rock, uh, soulful, kind of fusiony, but not quite that busy sometimes mm -hmm. but i sure did love asia by steely dan man that is definitely in that type of sound it's out there yeah uh and what was the other question yes oh yeah okay. uh, genre <laughs> didn't i answer that i i thought i said that in funky more i like a groove I really love a groove, okay? Wow. <laughs> I, f I felt the movement. Did you did you feel the did you feel the move real move? How many bands do you think you've been in like over the years? Oh, oh my god. Or how lo how long did you play as a as a working musician? As a working musician from start to finish? Yes. Um, in high school, you started, right? I started at 14, and I stopped at 50. Uh, I haven't really worked since I was 50. Right. You just had that one gig with Off one, the One. One one gig with Off the One. Yeah, I went up and played a 420 festival <laughs> because it sounded like my kind of gig. Mm-hmm. And there were free dabs all over the place, so it was really, really <laughs> That's cool. definitely a plus there. That yeah. was pretty cool. And for the like, music, I see. Here, try this one. Okay. But, I mean, you you were in a duo with Wayne. Wayne Hart. I, I did another duo with Victor Prater. Mm -hmm. And those are really the two duos that I did. In, uh, oh, I did another one huh, with a guy named Pat Gallo. So I did it three way, two ways. I did it with a bass player and myself and a drum box. Very simple in those days. Yeah. Uh, and then I did it with keyboard players and myself. And the keyboard player would double as the bass player. And play it. And play like keyboard parts with his right hand. And... Both the guys that I worked with, in fact, I did it with three keyboard players. 
because I did a duo with Jack Durant also uh, in in the olden days uh, in, in the in the seventies. Uh, yeah, and she, yeah. All right, last question. How many plants do you have? At the moment, there are only two living plants. You kill them all? Well, yeah. <laughs> and and the two that are alive, I just left for dead. Uh, we trimmed them back quite a ways, but I just left them in the ground uh, kind of as an experiment to watch and see what the environment does to them and how soon they die and, and like that, just kind of what what happens, because I don't know. Yeah. And I'm curious. It's all part of learning how to be a regular grower. Uh, You're a botanist? I, I don't study, but I definitely am working on a growth something green something green yes it is definitely plant based <laughs> plant based and, I just, and I'm not working on a whopper baby so uh, this is it's all good even though it is sometimes edible some parts <laughs> some parts some brownies are edible for those who don't know we're talking about his cucumber patch <laughs> yeah those brownies i made was it yesterday or the day before the I day lose, before I lose, and chris and I gilbert they killed them five a piece they killed them they killed them but chris said he he said there's not much effect to them but no, they're, they're just mellow. making me hungry and i want to eat the rest of them they're very <laughs> they were very mellow but they definitely uh, created a munchy situation. Yeah. But because they were very tasty. <laughs> yeah. So with that last question, I'm going to open it up now because this is 2020. So the year before, not 2019, marijuana was legalized for recreational use in California. So I wanted to open up on uh, opinions from everybody about marijuana. Because honestly, that's a big thing within <laughs> music, really. I would think so, yes. Marijuana actually got outlawed. Uh, it was legal. Uh, you could smoke. Oh. Uh, and, and up till the mid-30s, basically. And then a guy named Anslinger uh, became the new czar of drugs, so to speak. They, they, they created a new post. Besides... Uh, Besides the alcohol, which had been illegal but was made legal, so they, they, they needed a new thing to make illegal. And because the government's just that way, and because the um, primary people that use marijuana were black and Mexican, they saw a way to cut it down, step on the people that they didn't like they didn't want mm -hmm. okay uh if we if we outlaw marijuana we can arrest all these blacks and mexican people they're all smoking marijuana 
and we'll make it evil. They made all of the film, the things like Reefer Madness and all these things that uh, kind of made marijuana look like it was the devil's weed and all that stuff. The devil's lettuce, yeah. Yeah, and, and like that. And, and that was Anslinger. If I'm not mistaken, his name was Henry Anslinger. And he he made a name for himself by getting, that was his whole thing. He was the whole thing behind uh, making marijuana illegal and making it a Schedule One drug and like that. He was the man, and the whole thing was behind locking up blacks and, and Mexicans. Okay, that's, that's crazy. that was his that was his gig. Okay, it was a very much a racist situation. That's what made marijuana illegal. Uh, that's the whole. That's the deal. That's what. That was the 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 essential thing about it. Uh, at the time, in the South, there were what they called the um, Jim Crow. I think it Jim is. Crow laws. Jim Crow laws. And thank you for verifying that for me. <laughs> You're uh, welcome. Well, no, I'm serious. You know, as old as I am, some of these things escape my head once. They in a get while. lost. They get lost in space. Anyway. Uh, I do have a rather spacious mind. So, uh, you know, it was, they had the laws, Jim, Jim Crow laws and stuff anyway, and so they just stepped on the blacks even more. Uh, and just so happened that all your jazz musicians smoke marijuana. I okay. see. So, so it really stepped on the black jazz musicians a lot really stepped on them a lot because that's primarily where marijuana was found. Then in the, in the 60s, it made its way into rock and roll. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was rhythm and blues and rock and roll. It's kind of jazz over here. It's kind of rock and roll over here is rhythm and blues. And both these two over here, they're both these guys smoke. So I'm thinking the guy in the middle... <laughs> they smoke together. He's 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 done by de default. Okay. Yeah. So it's like all over the industry, and even even nowadays, it's uh, the drugs are, are in any kind of music. Right. Country music, and it uh, doesn't matter. It's just different levels, you know, different levels of different stuff. Uh, alcohol is every bit a drug as marijuana, and maybe even worse. Um, well, I really don't care about marijuana, you know, it never occurred to me to, you know, try it out, whatever, you know, it really helped out, you know, past, you know, it inspired people to make music, you, you get what I'm saying, no, 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 like, Rasta, Rasta music, <laughs> Rasta music, um, <laughs> not, it's not really my genre, but, you know, I, I respect it, you know, like a reggae, you know, mm -hmm. really good, really cool genre, you know, we're, we're about to go see, like, a concert of that, yeah. you know, I mean, kind of ignorant about it, but, you know, I'm pretty sure it's been inspired, you know, by, people who use marijuana seems to that's for sure definitely yeah, for seems to. but um uh, you know bob marley was yeah. definitely a pioneer mm -hmm. but i mean as long as it inspires to to make new music you know so be it you know mm -hmm. but, well uh i personally don't smoke weed um but that's you know just for my own preference and you know my own beliefs and whatever but i mean i've plenty of friends you know who do mm -hmm. you know one sitting right across from me <laughs> well hey thank you <laughs> thank you for referring to me as a friend <laughs> but um especially the way uh you know in recent decades 
that people have been, you know, their lives have been ruined because they're thrown in prison just for possession of marijuana. I mean, not even selling it. It's, I, I, know, I have a hard time agreeing with that. Um, I gotta say, I, I know a few of people who smoke marijuana, and it just, they say it's a beneficial thing, which I don't, personally, I don't really care, like, it's just, I'm not gonna do it anyway, so what does it apply to me, and it's actually, well, in our town, it's really growing a lot, because there's a lot of dispensaries that Mm -hmm. are opening up all around town, it's just a really big industry that's starting to erupt and if it's as long as it's safe you know then it's not like people do it when they listen to music and they're just not it's not causing them to be violent or anything it's just causing them to be more mellow mm-hmm. and to just well that that's when i say that alcohol is a bigger drug yeah and, and well it, yeah definitely it, tend, it yeah. tends to make people violent and i personally personally i've been around it a long time okay yeah uh and let's let's clarify something okay I did not smoke when I lived in your age, okay, mm-hmm. as when I was your age. I did not smoke until I was probably 25 years old, mm-hmm. okay? So I had a chance to drink a lot. <clears throat> I had a chance to go through a lot of stuff before I ever even smoked, uh, and yeah. <clears throat> Uh, ironically it was a bunch of guys your age that did smoke that i had just started playing again i had been working as a retail man as a toy guy and i had just started playing again and we were playing at van convention uh at at the uh, fairgrounds in in santa maria we were about to go on and this band opened up for us and they were pretty hot they were pretty hot and we were a trio in those days and uh, we were pretty mellow, pretty, you know, kind of top 40-ish, real, real mellow. And these guys were hot. They played before us. And uh, the young guys met up with us. Uh, they were kind of our roadies, and they helped us get our equipment set up and everything. And then we went to my van and uh no we went to we were looking at raymond okay <laughs> he was we our roadie <laughs> yeah because he was our roadie okay we went to we, we went to my van because me the old one of the old guys i was gonna drink some of my uh yukon jack okay and the boys say hey mind if we smoke some pot in here you want to try it you know yeah and it's okay my van, you know, it was like we're just hanging out and we're just waiting to go on. I got high. I got oh, I got high. First time I ever got high, you know. And we went on as a trio and we flipping rock the place. We didn't we didn't do songs that were normal songs. We just kind of free flowed and created songs as we went. Okay, you started the drummer. You started, and the bass player. Okay, I'm in this key, and he'd mm-hmm. start, and then I just play play along with whatever they're doing uh and uh, it, it was a good night fun was had by all yeah and we even got another van gig uh years later uh from it uh you know up in paso robos at the at the uh fair the fairgrounds or whatever it is up there yeah but that was a monster that was a monster gig so i have a question real fast wink 
um, a lot of the arguments like against marijuana, specifically um, for younger people, is that um, some people say it stunts uh, brain development in young people. Like how alcohol like has been shown to stunt brain development in young people. And I personally, I mean, I haven't researched it or looked into it myself, but I'm sure you being knowledgeable on the subject. What do you, what do you know about that? Well, the only knowledgeable knowledge I have is, uh, experience. And, and you didn't start till you're 25. And, no, I didn't start smoking pot until I was 25, but I do happen to agree that it would hamper the development of, of young people, uh, in that it changes your, direction sometimes changes mm -hmm. your ability to focus uh changes your ability to prioritize i think more than anything so i, I don't think it's something good until you've kind of established your life uh pretty well mm -hmm. and know kind of what you can and can't handle yeah, yeah. i was that's what i was gonna say because i mean there's no immediate health effect i guess i'll say nobody has physically died from marijuana as Thank the you. first as the first the primary primary cause. it's been secondary you know like secondary. Long, exactly. but nobody has actually died but for i don't think any I, young people should use it of an overdose of an overdose right. because because of what you said it, it's not good for your development it slows you down mm -hmm. i'm not against people using it just to feel good you know as recreation you shouldn't. You should be safe. You shouldn't drive with it. You shouldn't, I guess, operate machinery. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, economically, like it's been good. It, well, okay. They legalized it in Illinois. Illinois is the last one. Yeah, a couple of days ago, mm -hmm. and did three point two million dollars the first day. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm thinking that's pretty good for their economy. I mean, I'm I'm thinking that's why Lompoc has like five or six dispensaries already. Just within like the last two years. Yeah. Well, the reason we have so many is because we're one of the few places in the county that was open to dispensaries, and and personally, I believe it's one of the few things that the city fathers were smart about, in that uh, it will bring business to the valley. Uh, because we have legal dispensaries. Now, initially, it's not a boom because there's too much of a, a gray market. Uh, it's too, too available the way it's been available. But the police will gradually hone that in because that's part of the legalization is there's extra money to be put to the patrol of yeah, now illegal the, marijuana. Now, now that the government makes money off the taxes from right. illegal businesses, it, it, now they're interested. That's yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. The government's getting money off the taxes, so they don't want anybody doing anything that they're not getting the tax off. Uh, that, 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 hey, that's not good. <laughs> uh, if you're like myself and you have a medical card uh, where you can legally grow it yourself 
that's an encouraged way to go. Mm-hmm. You know what it's like. You, you can grow what works for you if you can figure that out. But that's part of being a grower is you have different plants and you see which ones were best for you, did the best things to you. Because not all, not all marijuana knocks you into a couch potato or turns you into a phone fanatic. It, it will stick. <laughs> oh, you talking about me? <laughs> Mental masturbation. Mental masturbation. Uh, masturbation. Mental masturbation. <laughs> All right. I want to go to the topic of band names. Band names. Okay. So, if you remember any, and I also want to talk about when we were trying to figure out our band name. Oh, no. Okay. So. The story behind the works. I love that story. Is <laughs> we got pizza at lunch, right? At school? Yeah. And we were sitting around, and it was the four of us. So me, Winter, Danny, and Johnny. He was talking about something about, I think it was liking girls. Something about going through puberty. Oh, something, something about puberty. He didn't call it puberty, though. He called it going through the works. He was going through the works. <laughs> and then... It kind of clicked. We we, we didn't take our it. hand down on the table like that's it. <laughs> we didn't take it like that though, because it's it's a weird place to come from thinking you know puberty. But I think it's funny when we're like going out, we're at a restaurant or something, and um, it's a common phrase used to describe like everything. So when you get a sandwich with the works, or you know like a pasta with the works. Free advertisement right there, man. I know. We always send pictures to each other, too. There's even a toilet cleaner called <laughs> The Works. You don't have to rub it in our face. Yeah, that, that more accurately represents <laughs> us. With or without bleach. But we were... Some of the ones we, we were... Ray's tired. With, <laughs> yeah, he's tired. Some of the ones we came up with. <laughs> oh, and, there was quite a variety, you know. There was parasol. I like that one. Parasol. Um, I was I was campaigning for shoe shine. Shoe shine, the shoe shiners. And then we're uh, wink over here recommended balls deep. <laughs> and you know what? When was we that? Were, we balls deep. Yeah, balls deep. <laughs> I'm I'm still thinking that's a good one. <laughs> I don't think it is. We were at the beginning. We were wink span because it was started here. And then we were we were winter in the Finkeldorfs. Well, the, some of our friends like <laughs> jokingly made fun of our group and called us Wint in the Finks or Wint in the Finkeldorfs. And we we genuinely just uh, like considered changing it to the Finks, but it kind of sounds like. But Grandma Diane said you didn't like that. Yeah, we got yeah, vetoed on either. that one. Well, uh, yeah, I used to be called Wink. I didn't actually. This wasn't my name, but I was referred to, my band was referred to as Wink and the Wingets. The Wingets? Wingets. Oh, the Wingnuts. Wingets. Wingets, because okay. they wing oh. it. Oh, because we never, we never rehearsed, and we never... Uh. It was, <laughs> just it wing was, it. We just the wing it. We, it was uh, <laughs> yeah. a bunch of guys that would had played in different bands and all had played similar songs through the years and everything. And it would be, okay, what key we in? Okay, here we go. Bam, we're on it. And yeah. we just wing it. And you just, you know, 
What were some other memorable names? Melting Pot. Um, I like that one. It was Vic, right? Vic was in there. And the drummer then in Melting Pot. It was... I'm not sure if it was Johnny Lopez or uh, a red-headed guy. I can't remember his name. Um, <laughs> but he was a wee night. No, was, I was, was I was thinking when um, it was three letters. It was like an acronym. It was for your COD. guys' names. COD. Oh, yeah, COD. COD. Crazy. Well, colored, odd, and dorky. Okay, there you go. Because <laughs> one guy was colored. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Were you odd or dorky? I was odd. And Wayne was dorky. Okay. No, Wayne was colored. <laughs> no, Wayne was... <laughs> yeah, he was all colors because he was really white. I mean, you could bring that name back and you could just be crazy old dudes. Or Call of crazy Duty. Crazy old dudes. Uh, that was, that's actually what we thought of ourselves as. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was crazy old dudes because uh, we were. And we, even then we were old. Uh, that would have been 90, 1993. And by then I would have been 44 or so. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, 43, 44. I was already broken. I had already blown up my back. Mm. Uh, so we played uh, three nights a week. And I had my guitar hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> you still ha- have it. It's in the garage. Yeah, I still have the guitar hanger. Uh, and it hung from the ceiling on fishing line, would move because I put the fishing lines on bungee cords and ran the lines over pulleys, fishing line pulleys, so that it would move smoothly. It wouldn't go over a stagnant point and burn the line and stuff. So it was like a rig you made to help you play even though your back was Exactly, exactly. Because he couldn't hold up the guitar. Yeah, yeah. Well, we techni- we actually did studies, biofeedback studies. I left my guitar hanger where it was. <clears throat> they did studies of me playing in the uh, office and stuff with a, a conventional guitar strap and checked Thank the you. muscle activity and all this with this biofeedback back machine and that. Mm-hmm. And then gave me a little packet where I could put this stuff on and a little thing that would record everything. Oh, like the, like a muscle tracker? Yeah, okay. Yeah. And I played my gig, and then they checked it out, and I had one-tenth of the muscle activity with my system compared to holding a guitar with a guitar strap. One-tenth. Now... You're a genius. It, actually, I, I'm, I'm a pretty smart guy. I have vision of it, how to hook it onto a wheelchair and things like that. So, Because my initial thought was it is great for people who cannot actually hold a guitar. Uh, and a guitar is, any music is, and a guitar because it's so much just your hands and you, uh, it's great for the mind. You're, you're accomplishing something. All of those things together. And music has been proven to be uh, fantastic for people with Alzheimer's and all kinds of different diseases because it stirs your memory. Really? Oh, yeah. When you hear especially old, really old people, like, like my dad yeah, and, Grand- and Papa Eckert and stuff, you know, when they hear old songs, what do they get? 
They get like nostalgia, like recollection. Yeah. They get memories. And that brings back, that gets your mind exercised from working. And they found that that's it's very beneficial to people with Alzheimer's and stuff. Uh, that's where going and playing in old folks' homes and stuff like that mm-hmm. is really a great a great thing, especially somebody like like Danny who can blow those standards and stuff. Yeah, you just go in and play some old standard tunes for them and stuff, and they just get crazy about it. And it's really a cool thing, and they they would really dig it. They would, and it would be a good thing for use. Use all. <laughs> all right. Last little segment here before we're gonna uh, we're going to do a jam, a little jam sesh. Is this gonna offend you if we try to do impressions of you? Good luck. <laughs> Ray, I'm looking at you, buddy. <laughs> Give me your best impression, <laughs> Bubble Week. I gotta say, I'm doing better than most people, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Winter's warming up. Diane, I keep tripping over this dog Chance you brought home. He's gonna be the death of me. I'm sorry. But it was your, good. your cans Thank broke. You. Yeah. We broke your cans. We were bad. All right, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, quick shout-out to Mrs. Taylor and Mr. Johnson for the idea of making a podcast. They have their own podcast. You can go listen to it. It's called uh, Reply All Teachers, where they interview uh, different staff and faculty at Lompoc High. It's actually really cool. And uh, quick thank you. He literally just left the room. Papa Wink for coming on today. 
He'll probably come back as like one of the crew members just because, I mean, this is his house and he's here and he has interesting things <laughs> to say. And um, anybody else want to say anything? Um, thank you for listening and for tuning in and checking us out. Um, this is a really cool little side, little experience, experience thing that experiment that sounds fun and I'm looking forward to the future of this stuff. Can you leave comments on whatever platform you're putting this out on? Um, Could people leave comments? If you go to Anchor, if you go to Anchor Online, which is the app we're going to use to publish this, you can send, if you go to our cans, the podcast cans, you can send voice messages to us and I can straight, I can put them straight into um, any episode. So you can record your voice on, on your phone, good. you can record a, a comment, a question, anything like that, and I can put it straight in and we can respond to it. Well, this is my personal request to you, our loyal listeners. Um, send in requests to Robbie, asking him uh, to do an episode in the future about Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, I feel like that'd be a really good idea, and if enough of you people uh, persuaded him to do it, I'd really appreciate that. We'll also feature your voice clips. In the Shut episode. up, nerd. Yeah, okay, we're done here. <laughs> uh, just thank you for tuning in. Um, hope to be here in the future. Um, and please send us feedback on anything we can improve, anything you liked, any questions you want us to answer for the next episode. Um, you, if you know me personally, go ahead and you know text me, Snapchat me, Instagram, whatever. Uh, if you don't, you can get to my Instagram. Um, my handle is that underscore kid underscore the underscore is. Uh, you can slow it down and listen to that again if you need to. <laughs> but uh, again, thanks for tuning in. It's a good experience for us. And uh, we hope you tune in next time. We sh- we're going to have uh, our next musical guest is going to be Chris Thompson. He's actually a, an amazing drummer out of Chicago. He moved here not too long ago. But he has a lot of cool stuff to say. So, uh, I think that's it for us. Yeah, send in your Bam. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. And keep smiling.